Hello, and welcome to another episode of Sports Talk with G. We have Chuck, a.k.a. Tech Bro, a.k.a. now The Locksmith, back with us again today. Um, just to start off the show, just recapping, 49ers destroyed the Cardinals. The defense was hampered with injuries, let up a lot of points, but MVP Ward, as The Locksmith says, with two picks, including a pick six. Um, offense dominated. Brock Purdy showed out. CMC dominated. Kyle was in his bag. Just a just a beat down of the Cardinals overall. Um, we don't even need to really talk about the Cardinals game unless you had anything you wanted to add. No, just as first of all, thank you for having me back. Um, I'm just going to say that a couple weeks ago, my prediction of Charvarius being the defensive MVP came as he was streaming down the field like a gazelle on the pick. <laughs> I was just thinking, oh, the locksmith, oh, the locksmith, what a guy, what a podcast, our 12 listeners, wow. Hey, we got, a, we got 18 the last Dude. game. We're okay, so if those six new listeners, you know, took a prop bet of Charvarius pick six, they're very rich people. Anyway, MVP, happy to be back. I had Dude. to, we had to rename Chuck as the locksmith after that one. Um First thing I wanted to talk about is just previewing the 49ers versus the Ravens game. Obviously, this brings back memories of the Super Bowl and the Harbaugh oh. years. Not great. Um, but just just kind of overview. I'll just give you my my overview of the game, then get your quick takes. And then we actually have a, a fun debate topics for today um, that I have planned out. But the most important thing for me with the 49ers this game, as with all games against running quarterbacks, is containing Lamar Jackson. Um, the 49ers historically, even as their defense has been dominant, has struggled against mobile quarterbacks. They often lose contain and the the quarterbacks are just running for days or just hanging out in the pocket um, and moving around in the backfield. So that's my number one key for this game. What do you think is your number one key? Yeah, um, so I might be a little bit alone on an island here. I don't I'm not that scared of Lamar. I still for whatever right. reason. I mean, MVP not, Lamar. No, I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to like have a hot take. I just, I still, whether I'm right or wrong, put him in the category of like if you make him only throw, like that's how you have to play against him. Um, okay. So similar to Jalen Hurts, like don't lose the edge. I would spy Warner's. So like we have very good speed at linebacker. So mm-hmm. just don't let him run. Like if he beats you, I don't see him. He's got 17 touchdowns on the year. I don't see him just throwing four touchdowns if you're just keeping him in the pocket so obviously like respect the Ravens and you know they're I think they have the same record as us what 11 and 3 going Mm -hmm. yeah but um I think that's the way you have to play it is if he just balls out and he shows that he's got the arm talent to beat us without running that's tip your cap but other than that just don't get beat by these 40 yard scrambles like even yesterday how how many passing yards did he have yesterday I don't I don't think but yeah, while you're looking that up, I think, um, I mean, the Ravens are going to be without their running back, Keaton Mitchell, who's been super explosive this year. Mark Andrews is still out. Isaiah Likely, their backup tight end. Um, one of my few good pickups on the fantasy waiver wires of the year. Nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't go I'm, out of, I'm out of fantasy. Shout out, Joel. Love that. Oh, you lost to Joel this week. I lost to Joel. Fucking Joel. But that, so- that, the, we're, we're a PG podcast. No more cussing allowed on this podcast. Right, we've, we've heard from the fans. Um, that true? Yes, that is true. I've gotten Who's the feedback. Your daughter? No. <laughs> but uh, 
Uh, I think for me, the other thing is um, defensive health is key. We have the defensive line. We got Hargrave and Armstead. Both didn't play this last week due to injuries. Um, got to get them back healthy. Um, I think the backup D line against the Cardinals obviously struggled against the run. Um, there's no way to go around that. Um, so health is going to be key. Um, before getting on to our debate, I need the locksmith prediction for this game. So I'm just going back. So yeah, Lamar had 171 yards passing. He's got 17 touchdowns, seven picks, not elite passing numbers. He has no. 900 rushing yards. So I think it's pretty obvious what you want to try to stop. Yeah. Uh, locksmith prediction, lock it down. Obviously, Niners minus five and a half. Uh, I'm not going to use the word fraudulent, but this is a, I think this is a good spot for the Niners. I think I think their head and shoulders better than the Ravens. I think this will actually be a two 10 point plus uh, game. Two oh. score piece. Um, Do you think um, if it rains, it's been really bad weather. Do you think that'll change anything about the game and your prediction? Yeah, so if it rains, if it rains very hard, yes, because Brock Purdy has notoriously small hands and literally just loses the ball. So good point. If it's pouring rain, that can change anything. We saw that in the Bears game a couple of years ago with our our buddy Trey Lance. Right. But yeah, no, I and again, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I think that the Ravens beat up on Trevor Lawrence. Um, mm-hmm. It's like big deal. Lamar looks pretty good, but I don't think he's face anything like us i think by the way has there been a more overrated quarterback than trevor lawrence i was thinking the same thing what is that he he's he looks terrible he's 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 whatever he's He's, he was supposed to be the next andrew luck generational quarterback i think trevor lawrence is at best fine that's fine you look at all of his stats are like 15 or 16 in the league so he's dead center definition of mediocre but yeah locksmith Take the Niners minus five and a half. Um, yeah, hundred percent on that. Let's go lock okay. number two. Okay, we're gonna get. We have a. I have six debate topics six. for today, okay. um, and we're gonna alternate who goes first. So basically, sure. If you go, if you whoever goes first gets to pick which of the two answers they want, and the other person has to come up with the debate on the other side. So it's gonna be a new one for us. Um, so you you get to start. Going first on the first topic, then I'll go first. Um, so the first topic is who's more valuable to the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey or Brock Purdy? So the stats is just McCaffrey, 1,292 yards running, 5.3 yards per carry, 13 touchdowns, 509 receiving yards, seven touchdowns, best running back in the league. Brock Purdy leading basically every QB statistical category, 3,795 yards passing, 9.9 yards per attempt, 69.8 percentage completion percentage, and a 29 to 7 touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think you go either way. My, I'm going to go with uh, CMC. And yeah. I just wanted to bring us back to when we <laughs> made this trade and what my phone lit up, a text message from Go when we traded for, for McCaffrey. Go, do you remember what it said? I don't remember the exact, but I was like, I can't believe they gave up so much for. I can't believe they gave up so many picks. I was your test. That was dumb. So, if we go through your history real quick, so not even in the top five of valuable players, (laughs) you hated the trade. This is getting good. No, um, but no, McCaffrey, um, I understand the argument for Purdy, but McCaffrey's like arguably our our best wide receiver, Uh, obviously, our best running back. Uh, well, Debo and him, um, he's got, as you mentioned, what, over on pace for over 2,000 yards, 
total yeah. 20 something touchdowns the guy's unreal like i've never i would say purdy because i understand like mvp's a quarterback award but award but he's just i've never seen anything like him i don't think there's another running back even close to comparable comparable to mccaffrey um i think if he's not in there it doesn't i think the field um is not as open for debo kittle etc i think purdy again is you could say purdy i'll let you go but I think uh, McCaffrey's one of one. I think you could probably find another accurate quarterback to help our team. So I'll go. I'll go CMC. How about you? Right. I mean, yeah, this is the very real debate all the NFL voters are are getting into now, right? Because the MVP is the quarterback reward, but all the talk shows, all everybody's talking about is McCaffrey or Purdy more important. And the overwhelming majority of people are just like, I think people are growing on Purdy, but they're still kind of saying. Purdy is just a product of the system, product of the players around him. I'll take you back to a uh, one 2019 season where uh, we had a running back, Raheem Mostert, right? It's mm. um, a good who, call. Who is currently tied with Christian McCaffrey um, for 20 touchdowns, leading the leading the league um, with 20 touchdowns, which is crazy, right? You probably didn't re- realize that, but yeah, I knew he was having a good year, but no, that's yeah. a good that's a good and, stat call. Just going back in Kyle's coaching days, I will I will admit Christian McCaffrey is by far the most dominant running back he's ever had um, as a head coach. Uh, but he's won with other running backs. We saw him win with Debo Samuel as his playing his number one running back. I've also seen. I mean, this, I, that kind of goes against my argument, though. But I've also seen Jimmy Garoppolo play quarterback, and I never want to see him play quarterback again for the Niners. I, I mean, would take someone else like Raheem Mostert playing running back for the Niners over. I would take someone else like Jimmy playing quarterback instead of Brock. This is a tough one because I, I, I did leave him out of my top five most valuable Niners. <laughs> and I'm arguing against him. The Niners offense has been literally dominant since McCaffrey came to the team. But Brock is just such a good quarterback. And a quarterback is always, always more valuable than a good running back, in my opinion. So I have to go with Brock. I think both of them are leading each of the respective positions in basically yep. every statistical category and just the history of the league, everything about it. I've seen Kyle play with no-name running backs and be pretty good. I've also seen Kyle play with no-name quarterbacks and be terrible, despite what everybody thinks. We aren't winning with Beathard or Mullins and off offset Jimmy G. Yeah, I think people are going to point to the Super Bowl year with Jimmy G against that argument, which I, I mean, hate. I'm pointing to the NFC Championship game with uh, Debo as my argument. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. So I think point. 99% of the time, 0.9% of the time, I agree. It's like a quarterback award. I just think McCaffrey's the one in thousand running back. I think and there was that- a good argument. Like if you're ever going to give it to a non-quarterback. It's, well, yeah. So Adrian McCaffrey. Peterson is the last running back probably, yeah. right? Over 2,000 yeah. yards. Like I think he's better than Adrian Peterson. Just all around as a running back. So receiving, blocking, obviously – running he's he catches just large chunk passes he runs mm-hmm. wheel routes and just absolutely like at the stem of the route just loses people um yeah. i think this, like there's no statistical measures that point one over the other i think it's just if you think it's a quarterback's more valuable than a running back i think the history of the league has shown a quarterback is more valuable but i think for this team it's a debate because mccaffrey is just i, I mean to be fair with the trade like he was always injured yep um and I was just like, 
I've seen Kyle win with other running backs. I was just getting annoyed with him taking third round running backs, but then I realized it's better to trade third round running third rounds for star running backs than taking another Trey Sermon or Ty Davis price. So, okay. So Chuck went with McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, the next topic um, is going to be more important for the defense. Nick Bosa or Charvarius Ward. My guy. Okay. Well, you got to go first. So if you say my I guy, say, I don't know what I'm going to say. I, I can't say your guy. I'm going to go with Nick Bosa. Yeah, say Nick Bosa. Um, just because you're the locksmith, you got MVP award. Um, Nick Bosa, even though he's been, in our view, really not very good this year, he are, he has double-digit sacks. I think we can – can we say he's good now? I just he's, looked at his numbers. much better now. Um, I think he was – the league was, in quarter. Yeah, he leads the quarter league in quarterback hurries, <laughs> right? Pressures. Um, he had five pressures this last game. Uh, I think it was obvious be, be, coming out of his holdout, he was slow. He started off slow. Um, he's he, he's looking good again. I don't know. He looks bigger. Yeah. He looks faster. He's beaten. He's beaten the tackles. Um, obviously, the addition of Chase Young has unlocked the whole defense um, and the pass rush. Uh, Bosa has been a game wrecker. I think defenses more and more can win with an elite pass rush and mediocre cornerbacks than with mediocre pass rush and elite cornerbacks. There's been a lot of teams with great lockdown corners, but you can always just pick on the other side if there's no pass rush getting to the quarterback. If you got Bosa humming on all cylinders, I think the defense is tough to beat because with the other guys healthy, like Hargrave, Armstead, Young, if you're going to double Bosa, which he deserves a double team, I mean, one of those other guys is going to get to the quarterback. Um, Charvarius Ward, if I was the other team, I know Thomas and Lenore are better. I would just throw away from Ward. Yeah. Every time. Like, what, what is the big deal? Like, fine, even if he shadows Metcalf like you did against the Seahawks, throw to Lockett. I feel like they barely even tried. Um, so I gotta go with uh as Richard Sherman says, Nicholas John Bosa. Oh God, Richard Sherman. I still consider him a Seahawk, by the way. He considers I, himself both. There was a big no, he was you can't a be fight both. with Seahawks fans this week. No, you can't be right. both after the whole Crabtree thing, him All carrying right. soccer receiver. Um, the answer is Carverius Ward. This is ridiculous. How do you think Nick Bosa has the time to get to the quarterback? Because their coverage sacks half the time, because Charvarius just blanketed on name your wide receiver. Or he's again gallivanting like a gazelle with the ball back for a pick six just ending the game before it starts um no i i agree i mean you could go either way but i would say that let's remove bosa you kind of made the point that there's arm said there's chase young i still think you could actually have a pretty decent pass rush i think if you're removing charvarius ward from i think from the dbs i don't know what we're gonna do who's gonna cover anyone so just from that simple fact, I'm going with my guy, Charvarius, Moonshot, Mooney, whatever you want to call him, Ward. I will say, I, I feel like with Kyle's team, it's always like if one cornerback gets hurt, we're screwed every year. It's always, I don't think, I know that you mentioned Ambry, Thomas, and Lenore. I don't think they're very good, man. I think they're okay, like on their I mean, Have you seen the cornerback play around the league? It's not like amazing. Yeah. So you're making my point, Charvarius. All right. Next one. This is a big one. Kyle Shanahan versus Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, four seasons as a Niners coach, uh, four really, really high highs and some low lows. But the low low wasn't really that low. But he was 44 and 19 and one. 
in That's four wild. seasons. Three NFC Championship games, one Super Bowl lost to his brother at the Ravens, and lasted four seasons. But the last season, if I recall, he was eight and eight. Not really that bad of a season. Yeah. But uh, Jed York hated his guts, uh, <laughs> wanted him gone ASAP. Dude, um, what did he say? Like only, only, only men are allowed in this room or something. <laughs> what did he say? What's the quote? I don't know. Like, uh, let the men talk. <laughs> and then we got Kyle, who's in his seventh season, 63 and 49, three NFC championship games, one Super Bowl lost to Kansas City. Uh, Chuck, the locksmith, aka notorious Kyle Shanahan hater. Yeah. Um, you are up first. Okay, I'm completely uh yeah, 180ing on this one. I think I think it's Shanahan. Oh, you actually used that term correctly. First time editor every anybody used the term correct. Everybody always says take their 360. Right, that'd be in the same spot. Well, I mean sports talk writers, you're not going, you're not astrophysicists here. Not like not with you, Govin. We're, you're the first smart. <laughs> I'm 180ing, meaning I'm flipping direction. Um, I think you've got to go just, I might have recency bias here, but I feel like this team kills the Harbaugh teams. Just, this is the best, maybe the best, not even maybe, this is the best Niners team I've ever seen. Uh, I think the Harbaugh team is completely different, right? They were uh, just kind of hard-nosed, line up in the I formation, Frank Gore up the middle. Except when we needed them to do Frank Gore. We needed them. Yeah. Yeah, we threw three out to Michael Crabtree and Ever, oh, that was fun. <laughs> um, no, but I think I just think the way this offense is humming, I think Kyle Shanahan's almost like redefined the league, sort of Bill Walshy-ish. Mm-hmm. Bill Walshian, how would I say that? In terms of creating this motion offense, you see McDaniel's doing it on other teams. All of his coaches are D'Amico. Sala's shitty, I guess, but Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Sorry, Sala's not very good. I mean, <laughs> no, but uh, so I'm gonna go with Shanahan. I think he's basically redefined offense in the NFL. I mean, point differential, um, they're heavy favorites to win the Super Bowl this year, but Harbaugh was good. I just think, yeah, that kind of style of style of play wasn't too exciting. So maybe that's why I'm forgetting it. I'm a little bit. Let so. me ask you one thing. Yeah. Who's got it better than us? Yeah, I like that. That was cool. You were supposed to say nobody. Nobody, but that didn't work when we lost. Then okay. Okay. let us. me let me let me lay it out of bed. Who's got better than us? Well, the Seahawks had it better than us. The Ravens had it better than us, and it pissed me off because I don't like that. So that okay. ruined the whole phrase for me. Watching Patrick Willis and Bowman fly in the middle. Well, I mean, Dre and Warner is close, but Willis and Bowman was something special. Alden oh. before his eighteen arrests. Um, that Justin Smith Alden Smith stunt. Before his 18 arrests. (laughs) Okay. But let me let me tell you one thing. You know, with Kyle, you get some easy games. You know, you get some wins by 30. With Harbaugh, you were always winning by two points, three points. Two points. Last point of the game. You're no matter what the conditions are, if Kaepernick was throwing great, you're still running it a million times. You're never gonna open up the offense. You're gonna bring in the jumbo packages that never worked, but we ran it every time. Um, because it's been proven that bringing in 18 extra O-linemen helps you get that one extra yard rather than spreading it out. But, you know, something about Jim was just lightning in a bottle. First year NFC Championship game, Alex Smith revitalized his career. Just He's turned awesome. it around. And He's there was awesome. something about Jim Harbaugh. You know, you were saying earlier, he's a true leader of men. But He's a man. He has a, he has a, 
limited shelf life. And I think I, I was shocked when he was fired. I think we all were because he was followed by the great Jim Tomsula oh, and Jesus. great Jim Kelly, ah. my favorite UCLA coach. That was something. And Harbaugh is pretty dang good at Michigan, but he is a leader of men. I think he is a more, much more rah-rah type of leadership and more like sayings than Kyle. Kyle coaches with like hundred times better strategy in terms of play calling than Jim. Um, Jim is an offensive guy, but like, not really. I mean, there was no creativity to his offense at all. We ran the pistol, which was fine, I guess. But Greg Roman, I don't want to see him. Is he? He's not still calling plays. Ravens, you're right? making me. You're making me think of something. Hold on. I think the perfect combination would be Jim Harbaugh as like the head coach setting the tone, and then Shanahan as the OC. Al as the OC. But like Jim wasn't like an amazing strategist either. I feel like you need a better strategist because I don't think Kyle or Jim are great strategists. The game. No. But Jim, I mean, I he he will hold a special place in my heart because he brought 49ers football back. 49ers football was dead before Jim Harbaugh. And he should be, it was four short seasons, but three NFC championship games, a Super Bowl. He will hold a vaunted place in 49ers history, even if Jed New York will never allow that. Um, Jim brought the 49ers their identity of toughness. Jim Tom Sula and Chip tried to get rid of that, but Kyle brought that back. I will say one thing, Kyle is actually kind of a defensive-minded head coach at heart too, but he actually just has good play calls also. So that's kind of nice, unlike Harbaugh. But man, I miss Harbaugh sometimes when I just like see him like throw his hat on the ground on the sideline. Oh, so mad. It's just so funny in the khakis and the What about the pumping up the quarterbacks, just banging their shoulder pads before the game and all that? I mean, Jim was good, but I love Jim. This isn't a anti Jim. Jim's yeah. the guy. Jim's my guy too. Jim's your guy. Okay. Um, next topic. What is the better punt return strategy for the oh, God. The Jesus. This Put nobody back there versus put somebody back there. I'm going first because I have ex- like a strong yeah, passion ahead. for this. The Niners, dating back to my aforementioned guy, Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> would be better off historically over the past 15 years just never putting a guy back to return punts. Ever. Ever. The 49ers, let me repeat that again. The 49ers should abandon the punt return position, try to block the punt with an extra guy, and just let the ball bounce. I don't care if it'll be downed by the defense inside the 10. I don't care because whenever I watch the Niners return a punt, I just think of Kyle Williams. And I'm sorry, but not like the Niners have had an elite punt returner since then either because Ray Ray also is fine, but he fumbles a decent amount too, dating back to his Steelers years. And I can't remember the last time. I'm sure someone of our maybe now 14 listeners will correct me on this stat, but I don't think yeah. the Niners have ever broken a big punt return for a touchdown. And Ted Ginn has been there. Ted Ginn Jr., that shout out. One thing I know is that Kyle Shanahan doesn't care about special teams. It would think, to me at least, he would have thought about this strategy. Put nobody to return. Let me say this again in bold. The 49ers should never field a punt returner and should just try to block the punt with an extra guy. Just let the ball bounce. No risk of a fumble. No risk of some idiotic hold. Nothing like that. That's my take. No punt wow. returner ever again for a Kyle <laughs> Shanahan, call me up. Let me be special teams coach. Okay, you go. Hey, uh, field positions on the phone. Wants to talk to you. Yeah, uh, when the ball's in the other team. Even the phone call. 
you're receiving a phone call from starting inside the 10 yard line every uh every drive. I got Brock Purdy. I don't care. Um, just in case you're curious, Dana Mecklemore is our all-time 19 Mr. Mecklemore, 1982 to 1987, 1500 punt return yards. After that, John Taylor. You wouldn't know any of these people until Ted Ginn, fifth all time. Who was our last punt return touchdown? When was that? I feel like Merton Hanks. Am I completely <laughs> made? <laughs> I got to look this up too. Hold on, hold on. No, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'll go. Um, I, Wait, let, let me look this up for it. Wait, so I would say I, I, I get the spirit of your argument, but I would go with feel the punt returner and just in, have it be your best hands player and instruct them to always fair catch every time. So whether that's Brandon Ayuk, they've had Debo back there. I don't think Debo is their best hands guy, but literally just have the instruction is never return it. Cause I don't think they muff unless you're Kyle Williams. That was Robert Ronnie Bell. Just base he's, he muffed one earlier. It fumbled it basically out of bounds. This one, he got super lucky. This he game. needs to never, but yeah. So what I'm saying is just, he fumbled it out of bounds and hit him in the abdomen. I guess you're right, though, because you can almost decide midway. They have to make that decision of, should I even catch this or let it bounce? Mm-hmm. That's where they get caught. That's where the Kyle Williams is. The punt returner in the moment, they're like, I can do this. I got this. I see yeah. it. I think, yeah, I think I'm locking it down. I'm one. I'm 316 fully back to you. I think I'm on your side. I think no punt returner. You convinced me. <laughs> wow i mean right. i think right dana mcclamor is on the phone and would like to would like to speak with us but dana is our number one all time 1500 dana it's probably dana mcclamor yeah that's who it is. <laughs> that's who it is okay um the next topic i'm actually gonna do a little switch up on you chuck here um oh, cute. i want you to do something for me pull up jimmy garoppolo's 2019 stats for me Wow, this is not planned. This is fun. This is unplanned. We had a different topic, but uh, right. I am, we're audibling as uh, mm. Colin Kaepernick did from a Frank Gore run on the goal line to a Michael Crabtree fade. We did. Yeah, that's what we that did. The, I forget how many fades we did between the Super Bowl and the Seahawks game in the he, NFC Championship. Having Kaepernick, who can't throw any, put any air under the ball, throwing fades, just gunning it's it. A line, line drive, eighty mile an hour fade route to a guy who can't really jump in Crabtree, so it worked out. Um, Jimmy G stats. Sorry. Okay. I'll find it. Give me a second. I'm technically challenged. Um, Good radio. Need a product manager? Anybody? A senior product manager? Let us know. No, no, it's because I'm in. I'm stuck. Okay, I got it. Go ahead. Okay, read me a stats. All right, 2019. Yeah. Uh, so 2019, 16 games played, 69% completion percentage, 3,978 yards. So just shy of 4,000 yards. 27 TDs, 13 picks. Um, quarterback rating 102. Pretty good. Pretty pretty good right. actually. Surprisingly, pretty good. I mean, I, I'm going to repeat Brock's stats. Well, that's why people don't like Brock, Coven. But I'm, I'm just repeating. Through 14 games, 3,795 yards, 69.8% completion percentage, 29 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. So, um, Wait, what is his average pass attempt, though? 9.9. Yeah, Jimmy G's around 8. Yeah. So that's a big difference. So – I was pretty surprised because uh, someone was bringing up this as an argument, right? Jimmy G in 2019 was just as good as Brock. 
the stats aren't that far off, but still Brock beats him in base in every category. I agree. That's shocking. They're not that far off. They're not that far off, right? But the visual evidence of the game couldn't tell you, like tells you they couldn't be any different as quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Brock is the gunslinger Jimmy wanted to be, but Jimmy just threw it to the other team. Uh, <laughs> or when he tried to throw it to the 49ers guy down the field, it would be like 20 yards above their over their head. I never saw him complete one deep ball, I swear. Um, I, I don't think he did. What was his long of the year? Uh, sure, yeah. some, we some... can't use long of the year. You have to use long air yards, right? Because mm. the Niners have led the yards in the league in yak like every year of Kyle Shanahan's tenure. Um, so I, I would just say, so maybe is Kyle Shanahan the MVP because he goes to the Raiders this year. Shout out, Ryan. Uh, but no, no, no. But I, what I was Las Vegas say, Raiders, he gets a head coach fired, a GM fired. He can't beat out a rookie. But what I was going to say about Jimmy is, right, I think we remember Jimmy as being horrendous, right? And we, we remember the Manuel Sanders touchdown pass that should have been. We also can talk about our little little George Kittle pass that was completed that was a little push-off called. OPI, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, come on. Um, but are we misremembering Jimmy Garoppolo? That's He's my question good. to you. Are Even we misremembering in, how good he was? I, I think you might be right. Even in 22, man, he was 16 touchdowns, four picks, rating of 103. Like, I'm not saying he's amazing, but he, I think you might be right. He's better than we thought he was. But there's something about the eye test with him when we're seeing these numbers in, in, an, in a vacuum, in an absolute term, in absolute terms, they're good. But relatively to the talent he has around them, you're seeing what they should have been with Purdy. And so relatively, he's bad. Absolutely, he's good. I'm just watching all this terrible quarterback play this year. And I was like, yeah, we could have done worse than Jimmy in 2019. Obviously, if Kyle had scattered quarterbacks and taken Mahomes, it would have been nice. But like... Jimmy, I hated watching him play, but watching quarterbacks this year has made my eyes bleed. There are so many just such bad quarterbacks playing football and making millions of dollars. It's obscene. Yeah, it's almost something's wrong with the NFL this year. It's like all backups, third stringers. I don't know who Bailey Zappies out there slinging it. Dude, I like this Rudolph, exercise. I think, is getting another shot with the Steelers. Rudolph, Trubisky, just who are, how are these people? Literally, Joe Flacco's playing, and he's one of the better quarterbacks. <laughs> literally, Joe Flacco. I would use Joe Flacco to make a joke, but I can't make a joke because he's literally playing, and he's playing better than the quarterbacks. And he played the game of his life against us, yeah. which makes me oh, hate him forever. Okay, um, last topic. This Joe Flacco's got it better than us. That's the problem with that saying. Go ahead. Oh, man. Um, okay. Is Keegan Murray the best three-point oh. shooter ever and why? 47 points, 12 of 15 threes, made 11 in a row, one point. Second year out of Iowa, legend, Kings, legend, three-point god, Keegan Murray, going to come for all of Clay Thompson. He's a bigger Clay Thompson, mm. better defender. He's going to be a better player than Clay Thompson. Oh, this is sickening. Are you serious? Let me start there. Is Keegan Murray the best three-point shooter of all time? In the last four days, he's the best three-point shooter of In all the time. Last four what did days. Steph shoot yesterday on, from three? What did Steph shoot? Yeah, that's a good argument. Let's do one day. <laughs> oh for eight. He's he well, must be the worst. worst he's lost it. Ever. He's he fell off a cliff. Steph is gone. It's Keegan oh Murray. my god. So wait, do you mean right now in the game, or do you mean all time? Just. Just a Kings proud Kings fan. That's all. I'm not not proud saying Kings anything else. 
Um, okay, so Steph Curry's obviously the best three-point shooter of all time. Um, I would say but next. I, I actually want your Warriors take on how good you think Keegan Murray can be. Okay, um, I think Keegan Murray, that was pretty impressive that he had a chance to break Clay's record. Like, within, it's his second year, right? So mm-hmm. um, that's pretty unbelievable, I think. But what makes, I think, Curry and Clay, and maybe Keegan can live up to this, is the constant attention. They're the two guys that every team scheme against. They're doubling, they're sending, you know, they're trapping off screens and they're still hitting those shots. Mm-hmm. Where Keegan, I feel like, is still in that shooter role. Like he's he's having, you can tell me, did most people create for him or does he create it most of his threes? He's doing a little bit more creating, a little bit more ball handling this year. He's still reliant on Fox and Sabonis. Um, he does a lot of the action off Sabonis one good thing Sabonis is good at is setting picks. So um, he gets some shots off of that. I will say he's growing his game a lot um, on the offensive end. I think he struggled a little bit more actually offensively because he's been playing as the main defender because we got Harrison, AKA do nothing Barnes at the four. Uh So Keegan is guarding like kind of the big three, four combo guys on the other teams. Um, So he's exerting a lot more energy and he's been really good at defense um, I think his shooting is still rounding into form this season, but I think he has potential to be a three-level scorer. Um, he's young. This is interesting. I just looked up his stats next to Clay's stats for their second year. They're very similar. It's like 16, 40% from three. Keegan's making more threes. So it's a little bit different of a game, mm-hmm. given all we do is shoot threes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I obviously don't think he's the best three-point shooter of all time, but <laughs> but um it's he's off to a good start i'm impressed i didn't know he averaged that many points 16 yeah, he's he's there he's the king's if he develops into that true quote-unquote third star if we count sabonis as a quote-unquote star um kings are legit i think the kings are a really good team um kevin herter and harrison barnes have kind of fallen off Barnes just so bad i can't stand watching him play basketball but um i think the kings are kings are gonna be norcal's finest um for years yeah. well we you you know i uh you know how i feel about the kings i like the kings i think while you most, wear your championship hat for the world yeah you, we, the we most recent round oh this this thing i i didn't even know i had this on this is weird all is right um i think that was that was a kind of a fun little uh spin on our uh podcast today i think that was a we'll, we'll do a lot more of these debates they're kind of fun um yeah. i yeah. wanted to ask you the locksmith uh Lock it down. You had your lock of your week. Tell me your favorite uh, kind of upcoming plans for the holidays. Dude, going to New Orleans, not over the holidays, but going in February. And you know what's funny is I've asked at least four or five of our friends that have been to New Orleans. It's one of their favorite places ever. Best food. They're super excited. I ask you, you're the only one that's like, I hated it. It was terrible. I hated it. <laughs> but you're a vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, I was there for a conference, not getting drunk right everybody up there but like well they're cutting frog legs off and putting heads and stuff i mean vegetarian's a tough one but yeah it's just funny that uh you were my lone uh non-supporter but yeah i i I stand alone in my thoughts that's what i like to say um with that we're going to close out the show uh the locksmith will be back on um everybody have a great holidays bye everyone